What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Hey, Mr. Kata! Mr. Kata, indeed. And we are here with the first episode. We are back. Season two. Back. Season two (laughs) coming at you. We are back with the first episode of the new season of Bright Side of the Suns. For the fans, by the fans podcast, and uh, I've I've missed basketball, Paul. How about yourself? I'm so happy it's back, especially after the Chargers season. Yeah, the Chargers are terrible, and we're in that like weird. We got through we, we got through that weird part of the summer where baseball is like winding down, and football is just kind of getting started. And everyone's kind of twiddling their thumbs, waiting for something else to happen, and that something else is basketball. So it is here. Yeah. Uh, last time I, we talked to you all was after Vegas Summer League. Yeah, uh, and there's been some happenings with the Suns since then. A little um, bit, not, not not as much as the rest of the league. There was a busy summer for the league, I and mean, the Suns were rel- rather quiet, which was expected and mm-hmm. you know kind of hoped for. But there was definitely some stuff going on this. Yeah, it's definitely definitely been an interesting interesting off season. Um, and I don't know, is there anything in particular you want to actually bring up about that, or could we just talk about the Suns here? Is there anything well, you really want to get off your chest about the off season and the NBA no, in general? No, n- nothing okay. more than just the Western Conference is a gauntlet. Just just want to make sure I give you your platform, my friend. I have it right here. Right. I'll take it when I'm ready for it. Oh, this guy he comes back all fiery this year. Okay. <laughs> um, so. We're one game, or I guess two games now through the the preseason, the shortened preseason. Shortened preseason. Uh, second game tonight wasn't on. Uh, first game, preseason game. Yeah. Things you expected. But before we get into that, let's talk about a couple things that have happened during the offseason, I believe, since we last spoke. That are uh, Suns related. That are Suns related. Uh, first thing is Alex Len. Let's go Alex Len first, signing that qualifying offer. Yeah, th- th- that was... When, once we saw how the offseason shook out, that was pretty much the expected result. It was not the expected result after last offseason right. just because everything went crazy and guys who were about lens level got paid. Right. And it's it's a whole different market now. And it'll be interesting to see how it cycles through in the coming years. But, yeah, I think he's on a prove-it year, and hopefully he takes the opportunity and proves it. And if he does, I wouldn't hate the Suns bringing him back. But I wouldn't also also wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of pissed off that they didn't give him an extension when he was up. Right. And he's like, "Screw you guys, I'm out." Yeah, and and you know I think that it's you hit the nail on the head in that we can go back to what the beginning part of last year, even the middle part of last year when. The presumption was Alex Len was going to get paid this offseason no matter what really happened just because of what happened the previous offseason. And I feel kind of bad for the guy because he's like one year late on just becoming yeah, super rich without having day. to prove anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but then again, you know, he still signed a $4.2 million qualifying offer, which, you know, it's more money than most of us are seeing. So, yeah, uh, you yeah know, but it could have been 80. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does this year because, like you said, it's a prove-it year. He has to go out and earn that money now. Um, he has to earn playing time. Yeah, he, yeah, like, he has I mean, to earn the, playing time first, then he has to earn the money right. uh, if he wants to get that big contract. And, I mean, we can talk a little more detail about the, games that we've seen so far or the game we've seen so far and the box score we've yeah. seen in the other game uh and and but based on this small sample size in the preseason he's looking like he recognizes that he needs to make some major improvements and you know Suns got to keep him they got to keep him cheap and there's really you know it's it's a win-win for the Suns and yeah that it's not costing them a lot and 
if he works out, great. And if we can keep him and he's worth keeping, great. But if not, you know, you got a year out of him and you got a cheap year out of him. Yeah, and it's it's not a it's not a huge contract. So if they choose to kind of move away from him, whether it's because they want Chandler on the court from the standpoint of having that veteran leadership there, or they really want to give those minutes to the guys that they're actually still trying to develop in Bender and Chris. If he's if he rides the bench, he rides the bench. I mean, he's on a it's a movable contract, but mm-hmm. but granted, he does have uh, no trade clause as based on it being a qualifying based offer. on it being a qualifying offer is no trade clause because if he's traded, he loses bird rights. Ah, uh, gotcha. so okay, well, yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll worry about that once. Well, how about we at least wait till the regular season starts before we yeah. worry about trading anybody? Well, I don't know. I know you. I know I you. Know. I you mean, like trades. M- right? M- yeah. McDonough traded Gortat like right, at, right before the right. season this is started. Kind of like his sweet spot <laughs> yeah. trading, trading wise. So we'll, we'll you see. You know, actually gets to see how his players work, and right. he's like, "Yeah, we need something here." Right. Um, Speaking okay. of trades. Go on. We did make Troy a trade. Daniels. Yeah, that's the next one that was on my list. So well done. Paul. I know. Um, I actually, work, yeah, actually, working on right. these transitions. Yeah, it's like, it's, <laughs> and then we flub it. It's like you read my mind. Is really what it was. It's just that, or it's like it's, we did pre-show prep, which is new for us too. I but see, here's the thing: is I wrote it down in a different order, and then I started in a different order. But you still went in the order that I was going to go to it in my mind, but it's not written on paper that way. So like, it's that deep. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way. Troy Daniels, go on. Um, I think it was. It's a classic McDonough deal. Devin Booker's best friend. Devin to Booker's town. best friend, <laughs> not not pay, caring about the locker room with the deal is a classic McDonough move. No, because <laughs> reports have said that McDonough, the front office, went to Booker before. I'm kidding to clear it. So, right, I get it. I, I completely don't you dare I, badmouth Ryan McDonough. <laughs> Don't you dare. He's gone. Anyways, he they traded a highly protected second round pick. Which seems hilarious to me. Like I I mean, you think about protections, you think first round. Second round's like, oh whatever. Like, here, yeah, here you go. They protected it to fifty five, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is heavy protection. They, they protected it to fifty five, got back Troy Daniels. And got a second round pick. Right, exactly. So they, in all likelihood, got a better pick. Yeah, because it's... But I guess they could still just keep their pick anyway. Do they keep it? They will keep their if pick it's, if, it's, if it's anything less than 55. That's weird. Yeah, Go so, on. And I think the, the, the protections on the pick from Memphis is they have three uh, second round picks this coming season. Okay. Via other trades, and we get the middle one. Okay. Those are the specifics of it. So is it- I feel like this is more conversation than I've ever cared to have in my life about protecting second round picks. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, but so as we literally got him for nothing, the ability to pay his contract. and Which isn't a big contract. No. He, he signed good. before last season, he signed a three-year, $10 million deal. So he's got yeah. two years left at 3.3 with a line on top of it, million dollars per <laughs> yeah. year. So, yeah, I mean, it's affordable, especially a team that had to make a trade last year to hit the salary floor. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Uh, and, and he's been performing quite well so far. He in, has. In preseason. You know, I, him and him and Lennon have been a nice little yeah, off the bench tandem. surprises. And, and uh, I, I tweeted out after the first game, I'm like, now, now, now Devin Booker, I think, allows Troy Daniels to speak to him. 
Because remember after the yeah. game, he's like, why is he even talking to me? He's been on, I think he said five teams in three years, but it was four teams on, in three years. Now it's five teams in four years. Teams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's kind of, he's almost made me like almost a little Nostradamus type action there by, by Booker. But, you know, if it, Daniels, I think you mentioned before we started recording, he's shooting 57% from three-point range in these stupid. first two games in you know, preseason. And, yeah. I'll keep saying that. I'll keep following like every compliment with eh, preseason. Yeah. But... He's still 57% from three-point range, and it's not like he's taking five of them. In-game. In-game, yeah. So, yeah, he's I mean, taking 17 in two games. So <laughs> if, if, if he keeps up some level of production like that and, and you know whatever minutes he ends up contributing in the regular season... Yeah, he'll could, definitely be a solid part of the rotation. Could very well end up being a fab, fantastic pickup by, by McDonough. Uh, but, you know, time will tell because... Pre-season. It's the it's the rivalry between him and Booker that just pushes him to a new level. Maybe to push both of them. Just maybe. I'm pumping my fist in, yes. in anticipation <laughs> and expectation. So yeah, I think that was that was a good move. And again, we'll see how that ends up ends up playing out. But when you look at you know, look at the back court, you know, obviously they they've got Mike James that they brought in on a two way deal. Uh, you know, you've got Bledsoe. Obviously, you've got Booker there. Uh, you, you've got the U-list there, and and yeah, Troy Daniels. And since you're you're one down this year with Brandon Knight and Davon Reed. Oh yeah, so that's right. Down. Davon Reed is that, also that's why injured. they brought him in because yeah, Reed's out down. to what February or so. Something yeah, something he, like that. It's it's a while. So and being that he's a young guy, they might depending on where the team is. Just leave him out for the season rather rather than rush him back. Right. Why why bother, especially trying to integrate a kid into a, a team that late in yeah. the season when he's missed why time r- running risk, and practice. Risk re injury. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, I think a savvy move by by McDonough is something that, you know, he's he's had his misses, but I, I like to think for the most part he's he's hit on things that he's been doing um since he's been the Suns GM. Uh certain situations which we don't necessarily need to discuss yes i'm following the boise state byu game on my phone paul a friend of mine has a vested interest in it so don't worry about it i was it. just trying to see what game it was it's, yes it's i got, I got did, confused it's, it's, one I college, it's one of the biggest college matchups of the year <laughs> boise state byu come on I know. <laughs> but i saw the seven and we also got the diamondbacks game on the tv and then i got confused on the other score yeah the other number the number on the other side of the seven in this game is much larger than the diamondbacks <laughs> game right now unfortunately but hey you know what Game one. Meh. Game one. I'm not worried about it. So, off of Troy Daniels. Off of Troy Daniels. On to TJ Warren. On to TJ Warren. On to TJ Warren. TJ got paid. Tony Buckets. He's he's officially part of the timeline. I know that was a hashtag the timeline. Hashtag the timeline. <laughs> was was there so there was a question as to whether or not he was because yeah. he could with Josh Jackson coming exactly. in. TJ Warren might be on his way out in some sort of way. Yeah, because he's also he's the like the discussions on uh, Sun's Twitter over the summer was kind of the timeline pretty much started with Booker. Mm-hmm. Or like that's how everybody was treating it is, is, is Booker, Chris, Bender, Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's like the core four. And people were thinking that Warren would be the expendable one, particularly because he overlapped with Jackson. But clearly not. he's not being considered expendable. I think th- what, whether he's going to end up being like a scorer off the bench or they're going to play small and he's going to play alongside these guys. We'll see how it develops, but I think it's I'm happy that he's sticking around. He is a pure scorer and he just has a touch that he's able to find that. Right. Like like if they decide to go with a bunch of starting lineups this year with Jackson and 
warm like starting like they did tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that's not going to happen a whole lot. Um, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, he got what, a four-year, $50 million deal. Twelve yeah. and a half million bucks a year, it, and this in this NBA age is not a lot of money, especially for money. a guy who's young, who's shown a propensity to score. Just got to hope he stays healthy. And and he really he, improved his rebounding last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Like second half of the season, I think once he came back from that injury, he was doing like seven a game from a mm-hmm. small forward spot, which is pretty solid. Right, and and you know he's he's drawn a lot of comparisons to Sean Marion. Uh, because of his knack for scoring. Right. You gave me a weird look right there. Let me finish my thought before okay. you think I'm crazy. Uh, because he's, he is one of those guys that it doesn't seem like you know they drop plays for him, but he gets, he gets the ball and he gets the ball in the hoop. Right. Uh, and, and that's something that I think is obviously valuable to a team. And I think ultimately, long run, he's going to be an incredibly valuable piece off the bench. I don't think he's going to be starting because I think Josh Jackson is going to win the starting job over him. Yeah, Warren just, might start he coming out of the year, but Booker. yeah, exactly. He balances with Booker, um, and I, I just think that Josh Jackson's going to be a better player. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I have a gigantic man crush on Josh Jackson. <laughs> have you heard that? And both of them, by the way, Pacey and our Josh Jackson. Um, yes. <laughs> Joshua and Josh. I, I'm, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm still planning on getting that custom Suns jersey that says Pacey. Pacey on it. Or I'm thinking about getting Conway. Please do. I will make fun of you f- till the end of time for that. Pacey or Conway? Both. Maybe you should get two of them. Get a home and away. Hey, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna go in, go all in, bro. Don't 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 like half-ass it here. So, but yeah, I mean, I think Warren's uh, he's he's a great piece on this team uh, as long as he can stay healthy. Like I said, and right. he gets right back into concussion protocol tonight. Yeah, and for a guy who is out for how many games? However long it was, a while. Uh, yeah, what four weeks, six weeks, whatever it was last year. Yeah, with the with the. Ryan McDonough, we can't tell you what it is, but trust us, he's fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, that's a little disconcerting. But yeah, we'll tell you every other injury a player has, but this one, no. right? And and you know, him being on concussion protocol right now was kind of sounds like kind of like a fluky thing that happened up in Utah. Yeah. So it's it's by no means am I trying to say it has anything to do with that whole thing in the past, and I'm going to assume he's right. But well, wasn't the, wasn't healthy, the play but, when he went into whatever that was? Wasn't that a fluky play in Indiana? And then he was out. That everybody thought he was fine, and then he was out. Oh, for you mean what started the head thing? Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like I don't. Well, I guess I, he probably at some point during that went into concussion protocol too. I, I would yeah. guess. Um, but so yeah. So hopefully it doesn't spiral into that again because that again would be very disconcerting. But uh, overall, I think that you know these three moves. And I'll call Alex Lynn a move, even though like it wasn't really a Suns controlled move. I mean, of course you're going to give the guy the qualifying offer and just see what happens. Uh, right. But, but having Len there getting Troy Daniels and, uh, you know, locking up TJ Warren for a while here, uh, is, is I think going to prove the, the, the latter two more so than Len. Cause I still, I don't, I don't know that I'm too confident that Len's going to be around next year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in the very least, Troy Daniels and TJ Warren give, you know, some, some solid pieces on this team for the next two and four years. Um, what about the first preseason game? Since we didn't watch the second preseason game, um, any thoughts on the first preseason game and what you saw? It was it, it was about what I expected. I thought the they I thought go the, down by twenty and then come storming back with the bench in the fourth well, quarter and eh, preseason yeah. to win the game. <laughs> well, I mean, up to the scrubs coming. Whoa, or, whoa! I don't know if I want to call them scrubs. Whoa, whoa! End of the bench, guys. Words hurt, Paul. End of the bench, guys. Um, coming in near the end of the game and 
um, having that comeback against Portland's scrubs. That's I can call fine. them yeah. them scrubs. Forget them. Um, I thought I thought the, I thought the starting lineup played well. I thought they kind of they hung with um, Portland to the all, all right. I mean they, mm-hmm. they were they were in it, and I just I just thought our second unit kind of gave it away in that game. I just don't think. Um, uh, Bender kind of got eaten alive a little bit by uh, Nurkic. Bender. So that that didn't help, and um, I think Eulis had some, had some troubles defensively against uh, uh, Lillard, McCollum, and their point guards. So it wasn't the best showing from the bench that that the expected bench, but. I think it this season it's really about just getting those guys more exposure in minutes. Yeah. So like, I don't really expect a lot from Bender right now because he's basically a rookie, and he's still the youngest he's guy. Still on nineteen, the team. right? Yeah. He's not twenty yet, still, right? Right. Yeah. <sighs> God, that's ridiculous. Such a kid. Yeah, he's still the youngest guy on the team. So, and he's still trying to figure out his game. We even saw, we saw it this summer in uh, EuroBasket. He's <laughs> the dog with the drinking. I feel like it's every every few episodes she has to drop in and be like, "I'm going to slurp this water super loud for the next minute while you guys are talking." Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm easily distracted. Um. Anyway, now I'm distracted. Get all the thoughts straight. You were talking about Bender and and he's still young. Yeah, he's he's young. He's young and trying to figure, figure out where to go. Figure out where he's going to go. Trying to figure out his body. Still, I mean, obviously he uh, he needs to gain some more weight to be able to kind of hold his own down there on the block and they're still trying to figure out where he plays and once he gets more time I think we'll be able to start seeing those skills and that potential kind of solidify when you know because it's it's at a certain point it's there's their natural talent but you need reps to know how to use it right and that's just kind of what I don't think he has yet and I'm hoping he'll get this season. I'm, I'm hoping he will too yeah. uh I you know I watching him play the other night at least his shot, it, it looked, it didn't, it, it didn't give me happy feelings when I saw yeah, it. Yeah, it's very flat. It, it's still flat. I feel like it looked better during Summer League, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm just, uh, you know, <laughs> misremembering, if you will, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, that's one thing that uh, he certainly needs to, to work on, but you know, yeah, I think, again, 19 years old, moved over from, you know, halfway across the world and it, there's a lot of different things that he needs to kind of acclimate himself to and mm-hmm. it's going to be a process. So I I'm not I'm not stoked about where things are right now, but I'm not worried necessarily. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm not giving up yet. Right, by right. Any you know, means. yeah, I mean give I, give up I, is a much stronger I, word than anybody's used people, so There are people there are people who are like busts. I don't like, like them. I don't either. No, and talk to like, me in like 2 months. No, I'm yeah, and I mean Center centers in particular are one of those types of players that take longer to develop in the NBA. So, and we're also we're looking at an extremely young guy playing a position that it takes a while to develop at mm-hmm. because it requires your body. You got to grow into your body both physically and mentally, and that takes time. I feel like we're getting deep here. We are physically and mentally. You have to grow into your body. Just be yourself. Be free. <laughs> Bender like gets up in the morning, like gives himself self affirmations in the mirror. Gives himself self affirmations. That was a bit much. There's yoga. You know I mean? 
<laughs> uh, speaking of shots, I feel like uh, Josh Jackson's been shooting pretty well so far this uh, this preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that little hitchy jumper. I think I think those folks out there who bitch about the hitch are gonna are gonna, are gonna learn to love the hitch because I don't yeah, think it's he, going anywhere. But he took uh, some deep threes in that first preseason game, mm-hmm. uh, taking them with confidence. Uh, I think he was, was he one for two this. He was one tonight? for two tonight. I think he was yeah. two for three two, in the first yeah, game. He was two for three in the first game. Yeah, he was. He hit two and then missed. I think kind of. Yeah, I don't know if it was a wild one or it was like end of the shot clock. One um, or something, and but. and just you know, we we kind of look at Jackson, especially coming in as one of those guys who you're going to kind of see as being a, an all around type of player. You know, yeah. he's got he's got handles. Questions he's about his shots, which obviously I disagree with vehemently. Um, okay, vehemently might be a little strong, but I, I feel like everyone's concern was overblown about it. Uh, and, and he has a knack for scoring, but he, he was kind of going to be one of those all-around yeah. players. And, I mean, you look at his box score tonight, uh, you know, 11 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 8 rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, 5 fouls. But, you know... What's the turnovers? Uh, four turnovers. Yeah. The Suns, this is something that... I think they had a lot of turnovers first game. They had 24 tonight. Again, eh, preseason. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, I, I I like to think that this is kind of a small showing of what Jackson's going to do consistently and continue to prove on throughout his career. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, and there was a survey that I think was on ESPN perhaps recently that asked NBA GMs or NBA personnel who they think is going to end up being the best player out of this draft five years from now. And I think Josh Jackson got the most votes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. And Justin said, number one on my board back in January. Number one in your heart? Number one in my heart back in November or something. I don't even <laughs> know. Um, but, yeah, so I, I'm, 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 sto- I'm stoked to get to watch Josh Jackson play on this team this year. Yeah, I'm it's going to be a lot stoked. of fun. Nice to have a guy who plays above the rim like that. Speaking of fun, did you happen to see, I just saw this on Actually on Brightside, Keith wrote, uh, had a write-up, had an article about this, but I guess I, I want to say it was Zach Lowe did a ranking of the NBA teams from the most fun to the least fun to watch. Oh, yeah, league, league, league pass rankings, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a recurring article. Did you see where the yeah, Suns were? The Suns were pretty low. They were like, what, like 27? 27th. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm a homer, <laughs> but that seems kind of low. Yeah, but didn't he bad? Well, you can't. Bad you you teams. can't put them at twenty-seven. Oh, okay. Go on. Let me go finish your thought. Before I'm saying, I... it, having read his rankings the last couple of years, it's not that easy to have teams that are expected to be as bad as the Suns are expected to be be very high in the pre in the the league past rankings. There are teams. There's the fun bad teams, but. I can see his argument that the Suns aren't a fun bad team yet, but they may they may be, and I, I'm hoping he, they prove him wrong. But can, there can also be not fun good teams, yeah. right? Yes, okay. like the Spurs. Like the Spurs. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a, that was an agreeing what. Um, no, I, I, but I still think. I mean, you've got. You've got young. You get a guy that scored seventy points in a game last right. year. You've got Marquise Chris, who 
might kill somebody on the court someday. <laughs> You've got Josh Jackson who you can jump out the gym. Yeah, and plus his fro's just fun to look at. Like, period. And you got like, tiny little Tyler Ulis running around, yeah, running like mighty mouse. Legs. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe like every few games, like uh, the Suns broadcast will got, show that YouTube video of them Im- imitating Tyler Ulis' defense. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I just I just think there's well, you, got, well, you, you got airplane mode. Don't you got airplane, airplane mode. mode. Yeah, exactly. You got. Eric Bledsoe, who still has blocked me on Twitter. I have no idea why. <laughs> you mean I've, you go ask him at the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. If he ever hears this, his kid does gymnastics with my kid. Not like at the same gym, but they were at the same meet. I was telling, I was telling my wife, I was telling Sarah before we left, to, to, I left to come record. I was like, oh, my friend Eric's not going to be at the meet tomorrow because, you know, he's up in Utah tonight. And she looked at me like I was an idiot, which I am, which is fine. Um, but... But yeah, I think there's you know there's there's a lot of while well, the team as a whole has not come together to become a successful team yet. I think the pieces are all not all, but a lot of them are pieces that can be very very entertaining. Yeah. Um. And I mean, if Brandon Knight was healthy, you, you could watch how horribly he could do in a game, which can be entertaining, even though <laughs> you know it's still fun. <laughs> how how can how quickly can he turn a lead right, into a exactly <laughs> I, I, into that, a fifteen that was, point deficit? That was mean. I, I feel like I don't need like he's he's down enough right now. Probably yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he's not gonna know I said that or care if he did. did yeah, did, but, but we don't need to whatever. put those vibes exactly. out. Of the I, I, you know what? I take it back. My best wishes to Brandon Knight. Of course, I hope he recovers fully. Um, so. Uh, anything else, Paul? Any other thoughts? I mean, they're kind of light on stuff because, you know, we're still in the preseason. Eh, preseason. Yeah, I, actually, I, I have one more thought because uh, we, we diverted before I could come back to it. But what do you th- – it may be a little early to talk about it, but what do you think uh, – Who are going to pick next year? First no, time? Josh oh, okay. Jackson's odds are we're rookie of the year. Do you think – do you think he's got a chance? Yeah. Or, a ch- yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a chance, but I mean, like, how, like... A definition, he's a rookie, and he's going to play basketball, he has a so chance. So you're saying there's so a chance! So you're telling me <laughs> there's a chance. But I mean, like, realistically, right. I mean, I think I think Lonzo has best odds right now, which... Yeah. Because, I mean, I, you know, I feel like Fultz and Simmons are going to split votes. I think, I think Simmons is who I... If, if I had to say who I would pick... I would go with Simmons, or, or as I as I I'm hedge against saying. myself already. Uh, the thing the thing that the thing with Simmons is a he's already has even though he didn't play at least a year exposed to to do the NBA world. Yeah. So he's got- um, and then I would also look if I wasn't going to go Simmons, I would look Jason Tatum only because. He at this point has a more refined offensive game. My my knock on Tatum is he's playing on a contending team. How much are how much are they going to integrate a rookie into their into their system when they already have other young players like Jalen Brown, who is only a second year player in that system, and they've got they got Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all playing the same position essentially. They don't well because they don't have shooting guards, so they're playing like two small forwards. Yeah, I was gonna say they'll find they'll find time they'll find for the minutes, but I don't think guys. I don't know yeah. if it'll be enough to like. I mean, yeah, he could be productive as part of that team, but I don't think it'll be it'll be enough to really get him in the rookie of the year. Really get him in the rookie of the year conversation. Mm, I won't agree with that, but not saying it couldn't possibly be right. At some point in the future, but yeah. I'm not going to agree with it. Right I, now. I'm just thinking. I think I think they're going to. I think they're going to get him time. I think he's going to play enough. Where if he performs well enough in that playing time, mm-hmm. he will very much be in the rookie of the year conversation. And that's coming from someone who didn't 
was hoping Boston would take him because I didn't want. I'd, I'd rather have Jackson over him because I think yeah, long-term well, Jackson is better. I, but. I, I didn't want Tatum because he's maybe a rich man's Tony Buckets. Hopefully, like I think that's what he's projected to be. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So that'd be fine by me. Yeah, but having two of them. No, I mean, but I mean <laughs> that would be fine by me if Tatum ends up being a rich man's Tony Buckets because that would show that taking Jackson was in fact the right move assuming Jackson turns into what I expect him to which, which I know he will because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wrong about this stuff no just never 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 let's you, see you are omnipotent I'm trying to think when I was wrong about something like this nope can't think uh, of a time uh, no, there was that like that one was it like 2006 uh oh you're going way back. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were being serious. I'm no. like, maybe I said something. And Paul's like, I've been waiting 11 that years. One time. Finally, I have my that moment. One time you were wrong, and it was just you had somebody's last name incorrect. <laughs> so, okay. Well, on that note, uh, one thing we should mention as well Bright Side Nights. It was a lot of fun last year. It was a lot of fun last year. Great cause. Great cause. Sending some underprivileged kids to see the Suns. This year it's on November 19th against the Bulls. I think it's $17 donation gets a ticket. Is that right? I think it's 17 this year. Is it 17 this I year? I believe so. And I believe also the same thing goes as last year where if you buy like 10. 10, so 170 bucks, you'll get two tickets to the game that day as well, that night. Um, I think if you buy 20 or something like that, you get lower bowl tickets. Uh, I feel like didn't Dave we, we said that. Uh, I, I have I don't I have to yeah. look at the rules. It's been a while since I looked at the so, email. And, and then last year we had the meet and greet before the game for those people who did do that donation and got the ticket with Ryan McDonough where he sat down and answered questions for like half an hour or so, Very which honestly, was pretty interesting. Cool. Yeah, which was also where we got the, we can't tell you what, what's wrong with Tony Bucks' head, but... He's okay. He'll be yeah. okay. Um, uh, which was a cool experience. And I think, again, based on my recollection, Dave is waiting on confirmation as to whether that'll happen again. But if it does, again, great time. Even if it doesn't, still a great cause. 17 bucks or 170 or however the heck much you want to donate. I know I'll be doing it. I'm sure Paul will be doing it. And there yep. it is. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So before... We bid adieu, Paul. Any final thoughts as we slowly creep a little bit closer to the beginning of the regular season? I'm I'm just looking forward to real basketball starting. So looking forward to real basketball starting. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. So uh, on that note, uh, as always, you can catch me on Twitter at so says Jay and Paul at Dervish of Whirl. Dervish of Whirl. And until next time, which maybe will be next week, you're out of town. Um, yeah, I'm out of town. This guy's going to San Diego, just, you know, you know. family vacay. So uh, until next time, regardless of when that is, depending on when you're listening to us, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Later.